0: This is an ABC podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, day traders going short, hairdressers to the world of football and garbos on the recycle run. Australian football codes have guided this great nation through its darkest hour. But now, with soul in the shorts, feeling in the feet Another
1: lucky trout, HG. Yes, TF uh, much Submariner First Class Cedric has been sump, AO torching the blindside blue paper once again. Yes, that's the sound of the sumpster, camped in the bludging on the uh, blindside soundproof booth here at ABC Grandstand HQ, Australia. Welcome to the bludge, HG Nelson opening the dig for another set of seven. What a week! What a week! An incredible week. I've done this show for a very long time, and I can't remember. A cake of a week that had so many currants crammed into it. It was an incredible week. A week when too much sport is barely enough. And this week, as the Bludge family gathers, in commemoration and celebration, there's just one name to focus on. And that name is, wait for it, Hensby. 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 But first things first, straight to the greatest game of all and round uh, eight was a box full of World War II dynamite exploding across the nation last week. It was seven days of league action across the nation. Excitement, unbelievable excitement, unprecedented excitement. So many issues to be covered as we, should I say, emerged as we ducked and covered. Now, but the big story of the week... Is the news that the dipsy doodle round the back door man, Bryce Cartwright, clocked his 150th game at Combeck Stadium last night? The tune when the doodling stopped was Para 43, Nights 12. Knights 12. I'm just wondering if Knights are NRL standard. I mean, I know they've got their problems. I don't want to talk about a team. I just won't. I won't talk them down. But I'm just wondering if they're rugby league standard. And maybe they should form a competition with the Cowboys. More on that later. And it was a, obviously began with a wonderful week of Anzac Day festivities. Highlights for blindsiders were the moment when Bruce McAvaney, dressed in the World, One, World War I light horse gear, on board Rooting King, stepped up and did the honours with the wreath. Bruce Immaculate in the gear with the slouch hat up up on top. And when he reached for the trumpet, I thought, bloody hell, where's this going, Bruce? I hope you've thought this through to blow the post. Australians everywhere were rubble. Now, I admit there was a version of the post very influenced by the great jazz saxophonist Jordan Train. The notes were all sort of there, but in a different order. But that's Bruce for you once he gets onto the trumpet. And the Bludge Colour Party represented the true Anzac spirit, I believe. Everyone knows the hatred between the King and Bruce. It's been going on for decades. But these two great Australians in 2023 put their hostilities aside to be part of the best Anzac Day ever. Wouldn't it be great, incidentally, just by the way, if Bruce and the King could make the trip to the Monash Centre in France for the big day next year? Now, sadly, the Monash Centre needs the big axe to, uh, well, to blow in and pull the big crowds. The numbers have not been great. I think it was down to 54,000 in the last year at the Monash Centre. I mean, sure, it needs a refurb. But it needs to be knocked down completely and rebuilt. But there's not money for that anymore. I mean, it cost $100 million in the first place. What are we going to do? Put $150 million into it? Tony Abbott's very QT on it. He was the person who got it up and running in the first place. I believe it needs to be much more immersive to give people a real feeling of what it was like at Pozier all those years ago. I mean, trenches, duckboards, bombs going off, mud being hurled in the air. You know, the horses, you know, you picture it. You can picture it now. That's what we've got to give, not this sanitised version of how, you know, great Aussies were. The whole thing, though, we need the whole thing, planes flying over the top, dropping bombs out of handguns. You well, you've seen all quiet on the Western Front. That's what we need. You know, on the park, Roosters v St George. I, I saw it as the North Africa Desert campaign all over again. The scores at the end when the, uh, they blew the post, it was a point to the fouls, 27, Red v 26. And this week... The ethical ob- obligation, and let's face it, the bludgeon for blindsiders everywhere, is taking on the ethical obligation, reared its head again. The obligation that sports, using our fabulous facilities, fill them up with fans who, let's face it, paid for them these facilities with a hard-earned loot hoovered from the hip pocket by, but well, by governments around in the nation. And more and more is going on today. I believe there's a big announcement about a lot of money being hurled at Tasmania. Anyway, call me Gagai, but uh, this week... It was discovered and revealed at last, never mind all the rubbish about ethical ob- obligation to stadiums here, we're off to Vegas. We're off to Vegas. Bright light city, gonna set my soul, gonna set my soul on fire. Got a whole lot of money that's ready to burn, so get those stakes up higher. Oh, there's a blackjack and poker and a roulette wheel, a fortune won and lost on every deal. All you need is a strong heart and nerves of steel. Viva Las Vegas, etc. I mean, it says it all, doesn't it? No wonder we're going. I mean, it's a double header now. <laughs> oh, hey! Do they know what's coming? Have they seen these blokes in action? I mean, no pads, just a kit bag full of money for you. Now, Americans will love it, obviously. They'll have access to the same punting options in Australia, the same-day multis, pick the pick-the-score, pick the pick-the-margin, first-in-the-bin, first-off, how many 40-20s, etc. HIA. I mean, the options. I mean, right-thinking stateside sports fans have been screaming for for years, and it's only rugby league that will eventually give them the thing that they've been wanting most. The rivers of gold are coming our way. The league will be packing down. Well, it's a bit hard to know where they're actually going to lop. But <clears throat> the latest is suggestion that we're going to be playing at Sam Boyd Stadium, which is a desert venue, and I like this. Not a tree in sight for about 100 kilometres. Uh, open stadium. It's going to be pulled down, a new one put up, as is the way with rugby league. It's an attractive 30,000-seater plonked about 40 kilometres outside Vegas. Uh, the nearest place, say, the nearest Seven Eleven, if they have 7 in America, would be about 35 kilometres away. Uh, but I thought of this in a funny sort of way, really. I thought there must be some bad news brewing at League headquarters for this old stateside wheeze to be backed out of the garage and given a, a, giving a sputtering run around the block. Now, let's put this in history. I think first up, we were going to go to somewhere in San Diego with the obviously a version of Magic Round. everybody would be going to the States, that dropped away and maybe two teams, the Rabbits and Manly Seagulls would be going. And then they had trouble finding a place and so they roamed from uh, San Diego to Los Angeles somewhere. Los Angeles was no good so they decided to try Denver, Colorado and then they decided after a while, well, that wasn't going to be any good because no one knows where that is and so they settled on Chicago and so it goes on and on and on and now we've arrived at Las Vegas. Hmm. I think me and Roy might be talking about this later on. Anyway, elsewhere, does the Oracle of Pastel v- uh, of Vista, Gus Gould, believe the NRL's lost control of the game? He's referring, of course, to the hip drop tackle kerfuffle. He's describing it as lunacy, according to the Oracle. I mean, I'm not sure that Americans are going to get hold of it, but when you get, you know, people like Hugh Jackman and Rusty Russell Crowe explaining it on things like Steve Colbert, it'll become perfectly understandable to Americans, the hip drop, and can we get a bet on Of course you can! Now, a summit was supposed on Wednesday to tackle the hip drop tackle problem. And Gus offered to chair it. I heard him say this. I heard him say this. He offered to chair the stink in his lunch hour. Uh, He described it as a symptom uh, of a problem 10 years in the making. Not sure what he means, but I sort of get the drift. You know, it's been going on for ages. No one's been tackling it. And now he's reduced to having to tackle it, step up and tackle it. And he would know. As in the s- ten years in the making, not sure what the Wednesday stink. Uh, not sure what the Wednesday stink decided. In fact, it was very QT after the uh, stink on Wednesday. Anyway, origin looms as it always does at this time, and hopefully, sanity will prevail with the hip drop, etc., etc., etc. And the women's comp, I believe, must be given a three-verse o just like the men's. Otherwise, it's going to stand out like a sore thumb, like a an unsightly pimple on your lip. And they've got to do better than that. Three versus all round, otherwise it's a joke. I mean, what does equality mean if the women can't play three and the men can play three, if the men play three? Do you get my drift? I mean, it's just stupid. It's just causing trouble and talk, which won't be good for rugby league because it'll be all on the downside, none in the upside. Isn't it great women are playing rugby league? Well, it is and it isn't because they haven't got three. R- oh, yeah, do, it. do the math yourself. Come on, Feathers. And I believe Leichhardt Oval is available for a third one. I mean, it's not as though I come on air just with all these ideas and nothing to back it up. I rang Leichhardt over this week and said, could you accommodate a women's third prong of an Origin series? And they said yes. I'm not sure who I spoke to. They sounded very convincing. Well, now then we go to golf. I mean, Liv, wasn't it great? South Australia erupts again. It had Gather Round a couple of weeks ago. It had the, the uh, live this week. It gets the origin soon. First origin of 2023. Sharks knock about in the Grippit and rippet caper. Tipped into the big day out. That's how I saw it. With eight million large up for grabs. Is that right? The prize money? Hope I've got that right. Such a tight fit. So many great things going on in Adelaide. Who knew that... The simple addition of alcohol would revolutionise golf as we understand it. I mean, they made such happy bedfellows and to get the hole in one on the party hole. I mean, every hole was a party hole. But it was great that they got it with the bar nearby. That was just fantastic. And when the hole dropped, whoa, whoopee, pants in the air. I don't know how they restored calm or cleared up the rubbish myself, but that's just golf. It's just that. Great. It's moved on so much farther than the PGA at Augusta could ever imagine. A quick update on the rugby union raids on the league rank, rugby union raids on league ranks, and the rural and regional Anzacs are smarting and they've taken a very big hit. Form forwards in 2023, Boxhead, Paloo, Stinky Negus and Sam Boot have been called up to the train-on squad from the Anzacs. There's a lot of bitterness about this in the Anzac, rural and regional Anzac ranks, where they still can't find somebody to blow up the jumping castle for them or turn on the pie warmer. Now, AFL, and what does what do the Cats have over the Swans? I mean, this is getting embarrassing. In 2022, Granny, it was a record margin, and then last weekend it was a record margin, and I don't like this at all from Coach Longmire, who described it as a lack of effort. As a lack of effort. Phew, how do you coach out that out of them? Anyway, and the record crowd turn up at the G to see the Pies and Collingwood have a crack. Wonderful game. And can I just say that the idea that Essendon and Collingwood are the only people who understand Anzac and want to celebrate Is wrong. All clubs want to celebrate Anzac as they would if they were given a crack at the MCG on that one day in April. Anyway, that's just me. Uh, now, speaking of AFL greats, the donkey circuit comes alive with the news that Mo- the Mooney and Bell Chambers bout is now on the zoo undercard. Now, people listening will know when the next, I think it's Nick Zoo going around in, uh, in, the, in a couple of weeks' time. And on the undercard is the bout we never thought we'd see happen. Mooney and Bell Chambers. But how serious are these blokes? I mean, w- that was the great thing when Gal was going around, you know, taking on Barry Hall, you know, Noodles, SBW, etc., waiting in the wings of the ne- fight that never happened. Anyway, all that sort of stuff. Well, remember the night he took on two? This is Gal. They were serious bouts. Gal came into it. He did a bit of training. He, you know, obviously hit the bag, you know, all that sort of stuff. I believe... It's a joke considering Mooney and Bell Chambers in that in that illustrious company. Anyway, that's for others to decide. But now to get the blindside barge away from the wharf for another week, it's time to ask the man who is the voice of hope to step up for a spray. This week, the voice is again fully focused on the cost of living crisis that is robbing Australian families of fun to help out his operatives in the field spotted 500 grams of international roast in the Penrith area for $10. It's not a bad price, 500 grams to $10 of international roast. That's uh, value. Call me an Australian, but uh, moving on to the King Charles Coronation quiche, which has got me jiggered, completely jiggered. The whole concept is beyond the wallets of most Australian families who are busted by rent increases and the cost of offal at the local butcher. Why couldn't the bloke of made do with a nice lamington? Have, it, have cream with it if desired, but this tasty... Party-style, give me another one, can be knocked up from leftover cake, chocolate syrup and shredded coconut, which everybody can afford. The voice of hope belongs to the activated, one-rampaging Roy Slavin. Roy, happy Rugby League. Can we get the money in motion once again by asking what highlights caught your restless si, eye
2: this week, fully sick? Simon Houd! Yes, uh, thank you very, very, uh, very much, uh, HG, HG Nelson, and uh, happy Rugby League, of course, to you and your, your family, and happy Rugby League to... All decent, quiet. Take me as you find me, Aussies. <laughs> but don't blow their own trumpets, unless it's James Morrison. Now I think about it, and then decent Aussies are proud. <sighs> Strut your stuff, but don't get uh, tickets on yourself. Seems to be the uh, the um, the position to land on in this case when it comes to trumpeting. I noticed that Michael Clark appears to be still strutting his stuff. And uh, can I just say from the outset here, HC, that I, I, I love the bloke, Michael Clark, former Australian captain, cricket captain, very good friend. Very good friend. Has been for a long time. But sometimes good friends have just got to say, mate, leave the trumpet in the boot. <laughs> Now, uh, the uh, Tasmanian Stadium, you've mentioned, which you alluded to, as she's getting the go ahead, and I think we might have broken this story a couple of weeks ago on this very programme. Uh, $750 million appears to be the um, the cost at this stage, but there would be a contingency, I dare say, of roughly 20 to 30 to 50% of that 50%. on top of that.
1: Orcus, I think, went 50%. It this did. Orcus has gone well yeah. over
2: 50%. It, and uh, that's right, that's been realistic. Yeah. Now I think 240 million is coming from the federal government, fair enough. 375 million from the Tasmanian government, fair enough, and only 135 from the AFL. I mean, you can do the sums. I've had to work it out myself by using arithmetic and what have you. It is possible, <laughs> uh, but many people aren't aren't all that happy about it. People want public housing. It would seem. Now I'm wondering if the I think 20 million might have been earmarked for the Cadbury factory some years ago. It was. It now was, was that ever used by the Cadbury factory? And is the Cadbury factory s- still, still open to the visitors? I mean, you used to be able to go along and have a tour mm. through the. Not that you could see where the chocolate was made, you couldn't, but you could look go in and look at photographs of how chocolate is made. Yeah. Oh, you can't see the them. Years. Put the oh no, you fruit can't, and nut no, into no, the, no. You oh, fair enough. No. Yeah. You don't want to see Fair that. Fair enough, I don't want to see that. Yeah, it's, it's, you don't it's, want to see sausages being you made. Don't, you don't. That's a fact. That's a fact. That's a fact. But I'd like to think that you can still go through the factory, uh, given the 20 million. But let's say that 20 million wasn't used. Surely that 20 million could then be redirected towards uh, the stadium uh, that's taking place or going to be built near Hobart. I think there are one or two issues with it. I.e., there's no public transport to the area. People would have to walk uh, from Hobart. Uh, I think it takes. I think it's going to seat about twenty-three thousand, which seems to me a bit small. Boutiqueish, very boutiqueish. But even so, getting, shifting twenty-three thousand people around Hobart is not easy. You you will need some sort of. I would have thought public transport infrastructure. And how about parking? And parking, which hasn't been factored in yet. To this, so out of that contingency, we can probably add—I don't know—sixty or seventy million at least towards some sort of public transport. Perhaps I don't know. I haven't looked at the an AFL the, bus. I haven't looked at the routes yet. I, have, no, I haven't looked enough. at the logistic logistical Will implications they come up, yet.
1: Come up from the Huon Valley, say well, from Sydney. I suppose Sydney? they would.
2: I don't know. You, In I, from you, Bichonot? Well, you'd imagine the major node, the hub, is going to be Hobart itself. Yeah, no, I get that. And from if you get to Hobart, you could walk. It's only about a 20, 30 thirty-minute walk, I guess, to the stadium. Mm-hmm. And I'm also suggesting that perhaps, uh, I don't know, perhaps the the void area beneath the seating could be turned into public housing uh, so that people could live in the stadium and uh, it would be up to the architects, of course, and, but if you could have windows where people's feet are underneath the seats, uh, people at home living could perhaps get a sense of the game just by the movement of the legs that are happening through the windows of, say, their bedroom or lounge room. I don't know. I haven't thought it through completely. Yet, Can I see it
1: another idea? Yes. And that is that people who are coming along homeless and want somewhere to stay yes. would be able to get a ticket yes. as they walk in yes. for a row with a number of seats. Low. So row BB yes. seats 8. To 15 yeah. are yours for the night.
2: For the night, okay. Yeah. That's a lovely idea. So, and then idea. everybody yeah.
1: gets a, uh, the army puts on a breakfast. Oh, yes. In the, well, they don't have to be the army. Oh, that was wrong. That was completely wrong. The army have to fight wars and run AUKUS yeah. and all sure, that, do sure, that sort of sure, stuff. It would be a sure. charity group. Sure, like, oh, a volunteers. Volunteers. So you okay, would come down yeah. and provide breakfast. Yes. And then they would go and do their day's activities, walking around, looking for jobs or whatever and it is. And then, then they've got, they
2: got to queue up for <coughs> another ticket for that for the next night.
1: Well, I haven't thought or through could, that. Could far. they get
2: a weekly ticket? I think a weekly. Okay. Well, you've got to remember at this stage, HG, the uh, the stadium, proposed stadium in Hobart. I think it's earmarked for seven matches each year. What do you make of the ethical obligation? Well, uh, well, the ethical ob- obligation is it's got to be filled seven times a year, <laughs> isn't it? Twenty three thousand. Tasmanians, plus visitors, I mean, there'd be a lot of people who'd put together a package tour whereby you would go to Hobart and you'd probably go to the Mona uh, Gallery, which is very, very interesting and diverting, and uh, then you'd make your way back and waddle up to the stadium, I suppose. See the game uh, and go Have a look at the game and then you might go somewhere else. Yeah, for dinner. You might go to the Nut or something like that. Or you might go to the, to the, uh, the Cadbury Experience. The Cadbury Experience. And go to the Cadbury factory. I mean, there's there's plenty to do. Mm. You can go to Strawn. I mean, there's all sorts of things. That's wonderful, isn't it? Queenstown. I mean, there's not a tree in sight. And I think a couple of trees were growing back. And and I think they've been chopped down. Thank Christ for that. Yeah, indeed. To keep the idea or to keep the image of what it was like when significant mining was taking place and uh, it was killing all the wildlife as far as the... uh, I could see. see. Uh, so, there's lots lots to do in Tasmania. Um, anyway, let, let's see how this public housing flies. Uh, just looking at it, HG, I can see us getting perhaps uh, somewhere between eight and 12,000 one to two bedroom apartments in the void under the seating. This is uh, Which would idea. still allow excellent for idea. changing rooms for two teams.
1: No. I had an article sent to me this week uh, that <clears throat> apparently the stadium announcement has also meant one publicly popular project for Macquarie Point, the site of an Indigenous Truth and Reconciliation Park. Oh, no, that's gone, surely. Oh, that's gone.
2: Oh, surely. I mean, there's no room. Oh, I, I don't know. How big is this area? Is there room for the park as well as the stadium? Well, you see, can I just... As well as parking. Sorry. The parking, yeah, well, that's your big issue. See, and my, oh. The lovely uh,
1: sentence here was the um, the uh, park vanished like the pastor was trying to restore to memory. Right, beautiful idea. Yeah, now, beautiful. can I just ask, put you on the spot? Yeah, oh, no, no. yeah, yeah. yeah, see, yeah. A question without notice: mm. Is the cenotaph still going to be there?
2: Oh, look, I don't know where the cenotaph is positioned vis-à-vis the new stadium. Okay, I don't know. That's
1: all right, That's all, right. That's all right. I'm just putting. Uh, out I don't question know. On I don't notice. know
2: whether you, if you stood on top of the cenotaph, you could see the new stadium. Mm-hmm. I don't know. No, no. We're going to have to go and do a site inspection. We we are. Yeah. We are. I assume somebody's done this, but uh, there's been very very little information. I know. Shared with the public. I mean, perhaps during the budget, I mean, Dr. Chalmers might be able to flesh out out or winkle out some of these. But you see, as I've always said, is hmm. the AFL like North Korea? Yes, it is. Certainly is. Anyway... (laughs) Now, Ricky Ardo is said to be in talks with an F1 team boss. That's good news. Uh, it is good news. I don't know which team boss it is. I mean, there aren't many. How many teams are there? Four or five? I don't know. Not many. Well, right. it won't be the McLaren bloke because they would a falling out. So yeah. it might, and I don't. Think Can he go the to Red, Mercedes? I don't think he's the Red Bull bloke because he's been oh, yeah. there before. Yeah. Um, and he's still, I think, the third driver for Red Bull who just tests cars. I don't know. Uh, so it may well be. Let's say it is Mercedes. So uh, that's good news, which should be a real feather in his mm. cap, wouldn't he? I can see him in the M- M- Mercedes team without. Mm. I mean, it's a perfect fit, really. Uh, now, last uh, last night, I had the pleasure, H.G., of uh, being at the fiftieth celebratory dinner for Gunsind at Gundawindi. God, you get all the good ones. I do. Um, it was a marvellous occasion, really, yes. and tears. I, I, I'd forgotten the impact of the Gundawindi grey. On uh, the Australian community, I mean, I mean, it, it was real zeitgeist at the time, wasn't mm. it? A, a real metaphor for Australia. Mm-hmm. Uh, sadly, from memory, Gunsin' lost its last run. Mm. Yeah, it got bloused. It got bloused. Yeah, mm. and that was very disappointing for not only for punters but for people who love racing and, and winners and love Australia. It, no, that's right. It was very, very disappointing. Uh, but it was a marvellous dinner, HG. It was very formal, you know, black tie, as you'd expect. Good meal? Very nice meal. Mm-hmm. It was uh, chicken or lamb. And uh, I managed the chicken, which was very, very nice. It yeah. could have, perhaps it was a little dry, but then again, well, you know, feeding, feeding a lot of people. That's no, no, hard to it's get It's Very it right. difficult for the chef. Yeah. Uh, but the steamed vegetables were more than On acceptable. It? Very, very nice. Mm-hmm. Very, very nice. And meal. did you take dessert? I did. Mm-hmm. It was jelly and ice cream, which was fine. Very harmless. I mean, it's not going to offend anyone. Uh, a bit hard to say what the... Uh, it, was, it was red jelly, so um, I assume it was... Strawberry. Strawberry or raspberry, raspberry perhaps. Jelly. A bit hard to tell. It was certainly sweet. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
1: and lots um, of speeches?
2: Uh, one principal speech, actually. John Tapp spoke, the great yes. Johnny Tapp. Because he called uh, oh, right. Guns Hind's last race. And Funny story. He ex- expressed his disappointment uh, about it all because uh, he was anticipating a big win, of course, and he had prepared what he was going to say as Gunsend ran over the line. But of course, he had to change, change direction completely when uh, it didn't win at all. But uh, <laughs> he told some great Ken Howard stories. Mm-hmm. I'd forgotten about the uh, right. about Ken Howard and what a great caller he was because mm. he called at a time, HG, the great Ken Howard when it was not, uh, you weren't allowed to call from the course and uh, Ken was very, very resourceful and would often climb a tree. Or a ladder. Or a, a ladder, ladder, ladder. nearby. Peer over the fence. Peer over the fence and uh, call the races. And sometimes he was approached by, uh, by officials uh, brandishing guns. Uh, forcing him to come down under threat of being shot uh, if he continued to. But Different days. Different days, but he kept calling. Yeah, no, good on him. He kept calling. He, he, he called, their bluff. called, bl- he he called to, their bluff. He was
1: he prepared called. to take
2: a bullet for, a for a the call.
1: Yeah, no, no, great.
2: And that is a great thing. You don't, you don't see that sort of bravery anymore near the race course. You don't. You don't. Now, can I just point out the winner was called Joking? Joking, yeah. Mm. yeah. Well, in, the race, not, in the race. I know, race. I know, I know. Irony of racing. <laughs> yes, I mean, Ken Howard, he ended up at, and I didn't realise this, and God, there was some laughter in the room last night. Uh, He told the story of when Ken called the game from a balloon because there were no trees nearby the course. So he hired a balloon. That's how resourceful Ken Howard was. And so he's above. He was above, Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean... Uh, some of the officials took shots at him, but uh missed the balloon. Missed the balloon.
1: Well, shooting was a low check sure. Those days. Sure, 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 sure. Well, it wasn't the year of Michael Diamond. No,
2: like. no, Michael Diamond would have brought him down, <laughs> for sure. Now, Taylor Gooch wins the inaugural Adelaide Live Show. Um, Did he get eight million? Yeah, I think so. Well, and, generational uh, deserved, wealth, I see that. deserved every cent of it. Because uh, there were trying circumstances, the uh, the uh, party hole to which you referred, HG, very quickly became what was known, locally as the vomit hole, <laughs> which was very funny. Well, especially uh, when especially, when they especially put with the hole in one, one. <laughs> everyone yeah. vomited at the same time. It was uh, a remarkable thing and wonderful to see uh, just the more relaxed attitude, you know, players in shorts. Yeah. I mean, once you get your head around that, yeah. you can get your head around vomiting. It uh, was, just, was just fantastic. And wasn't that lovely that the hole
1: itself was full of vomit?
2: Yes, completely. Put, they had to hose it out. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, I right. know. Spent ages hosing it all away. I don't know where it ended up, probably in the sand trap. But uh, I'm wondering if Taylor Gooch could be related to Graham Gooch. I'd like to think he was. Mm-hmm. Good to see the name Gooch back in the top shelf. Graham hit the ball in motion, Taylor he did. hits the ball while it's still. Well, still, yes. But but nonetheless, it could be the same gene pool. Well, that's right, that's right. Sometimes you do see that. Wasn't it with uh, uh, Peter Corder, the tennis player, he hit the ball on the move, and his daughter and son, both golfers, hit the ball still.
1: Yeah, that's see? incredible, yeah.
2: yeah. You can get that yeah. generational Cross-order. shift, yeah. yes. Moving ball, still ball, it can happen. Very, very rarely do you see it go still ball to moving ball. No, I understand that. Very rarely. Mm. In fact, I can't think of one example. Listeners might be able to. Don't get in touch. <laughs> and Notice the, uh, speaking of tennis, the Alcaraz drop shot is getting right up the noses of all players. All players. He's just overdoing it, this bloody drop shot, and it could destroy the game. How many are? T- set do you think is right? Well, two? I think you've got to limit it to maybe yeah, technically... to, to, to a set, yes. At the moment I mean, I mean, that's he, a just he's a... drop-shotting two or three times a game. Yeah,
1: well I'm just beginning a conversation I know, here. I know you are. It I
2: mean the thing is, what worries me is that everyone's going to start doing it. I know.
1: Then it's going to be a drop-shot
2: then it's off. it's going to be a drop-shot And off. people won't go and see They that. won't. No one will turn up anymore. Mm. They won't. Mm. Speaking of tennis, Novak Djokovic is having elbow problems. I think it's happened before with Novak Djokovic. I think he had tennis elbow before and changed his stick, you'll recall. I think he went with Wilson stick. Um
1: Well, do mm. you think that would work?
2: Well, I don't know. It, it must be to do with tension and the amount of vibration. Yes, and the, white, the, the, and amount the amount weight vibration of the racket, that, and, mm. and the, the size of the sweet spot. On, ah yes, on quite the quite, yes, well observed. So uh maybe uh he needs to change his stick. Again. Uh, now, the Rugby Union Board is uh, forced to resign. This is the Fijian Rugby Union Board. Uh, and I think former Prime Minister Bani Marama is uh, included in the clean-out. So it's, uh, I don't know what's going on there, but I think the Fijian team, uh, they haven't been fed. They're on just, tour? They're on tour. I think the, so the volunteers have come forward. In with, Brisbane? Yes, yes. Families? Yes, so nobody knows where the money's gone. Uh, it would seem, including the uh, the uh, Fijian Rugby Union board. And if they don't know where the money's gone... Who would? Who would? Now, Sam Kerr is to be the flag bearer and will join Prime Minister Albanese at the coronation of King Charles. Uh, sadly, there appears to be little or no rugby league... Contingent. I would have thought, uh, I think we might have mentioned this last week, we thought that Peter Vlanders would have been the first selected well, to be there, having been the last person to dine officially with the Queen. But anyway, uh, it's a, you know, the King and Vlanders may not get on that well. Now, can I just ask, is that <clears> all the, conti- the only Australian... Yes, we've do, got remember, two. Sam Kerr and Anthony Albanese. That's now it.
1: We broke the story the other week about mm. the Spurs going over. Hmm. Now that that's got nothing to do with officialdom that's because he's related to the yes. person who presents the Spurs is related to
2: yeah, Charles in some
1: way. Is he that doesn't... right? Well, I just made that up as a...
2: Well, I don't know if the chap ha- with the Spurs is going. I think he's just delivering the Spurs, is oh, he? Oh, I thought he was
1: going to be there. Oh, he's, he's going to be there. Well, remember we talked about putting him on the, yes. somehow on the orb or on the... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it, it ends up on the altar, Yeah, but he might not do it. Okay, fair yeah, enough. Yeah,
2: I, I, I don't know yeah. how the Spurs get there. Just... And I don't know what the future of the Spurs is. There was talk of the Spurs being held in, I think it might be... Uh, Fontenoy House, which is a small uh, boutique small boutique castle, I think, in the north of England. And people would go and visit them? No, I don't think you can, but I, I think there's a small staff of one or two hundred uh, who would be... Uh, in charge. In charge of keep, keeping, people keeping an eye on the Spurs and making sure the Spurs are ready for call-up to duty. Ah, um, uh, yes. If ever they're needed. Now I uh, don't know how often the Spurs are needed. It would seem on paper, not very often, seeing the Spurs have been here in Australia. These are the golden spurs for a fair while. I don't know how they ended up here or what they were doing here. They should be under constant surveillance. See, in the current setup,
1: we're we're the new king's subjects, aren't we? We are. And so only two of the new king's subjects are allowed to go and see the blood get crowned. Apparently. Well it's a bit unfair, isn't it? It
2: seems very unfair.
1: I mean, I could suggest 100 good Australians to go over there. Now, I don't want to put
2: Ash Party in trouble. Well, I'd fill the bloody place with Aussies.
1: That's what I mean. They they know how to party. Yes,
2: they do. They do. Bring on the spurs! Yeah, that's right. That sort of stuff. They're ours! We'll look after them! (laughs) Wonderful week for the greatest game of all, of course. Nico Hines wins the inaugural Paul Green medal in the demolition of the Cowboys. Uh, And a lovely gesture. I think Nico Hines might have presented that medal to one of Paul Green's children which was a, a lovely gesture. Isn't that fantastic? Yeah, yeah, And he made an all-out call for uh, rugby league players to look after each other. I thought that was nice as well. Uh, now, as you mentioned, the rugby union is cashed up and ready to raid the NRL. I think Payne Haas might be their first target and certainly the Broncos are going to miss him if he goes because they can't win without him.
1: Do you reckon Adam will have him really roasted on the track this week, the Broncos? Well, I hope so. I mean, he's coaching them.
2: Yes, well, that's right, that's right. Uh, I noticed that uh, Peter Vlanders has announced, well, that's the man of feathers, has announced that the NRL is uh, uh, going to raid the rugby union. So these are very interesting times. (laughs) Good for the
1: players.
2: (laughs) Very good for the players. Uh, Just name me
1: one rugby union player. Oh, none. No, there you go, thanks. None. Uh,
2: Now, the NRL players are fed up, quote, unquote, with pitch invaders, and fair enough. I don't know what we're going to do about it. I think on the Anzac Day clash, there was a pitch invader came in. There was. And it was most unsightly. It was in- most ca- unnecessary. No shirt, cuddle no of the shirt. Oh, I mean, it was just horrible, really, and uh, offensive to the Anzac. And we're taking this to Las Vegas, this clown That's show? Right. The clown show, thank you. Uh, and of course, the hip drop featured again this week. This time it was Nani. I think. He's been outed, for, I think, for five weeks. And I think it might have been Hamlin Helle who has a uh, a knee injury and God knows how long he's going to be out. So a weird week all in all.
0: Make of that what you will. Common question. Where did Julian O'Neill meet Slossy's shoe? Julian O'Neill admitted to defecating in Jeremy Sloss's shoe in Dubbo. This is Bludging on the Blind Side.
1: And so we come to the Vegas trip, Roy. Uh, Look, I hope I outlined it correctly when Mm -hmm. I said, you know, they've been trying for a while to get something going in America. Yep. And their whole ambition there is the rivers of gold, Mm -hmm. uh, American punting money. It seems implausible that Americans are actually going to get involved in betting on Australian sport. But that's mm. just me. Mm. Uh, I mean, that may happen. But if it's an attractive enough proposition, yeah. Yeah. and so now we've got still with the Manly Seagulls and Souths being the main teams to go, not because they're necessarily good teams. They may well be good teams next year as well when this is on, but because they've got Hugh Jackman and uh, obviously Rusty Crow mm. prepared to get out and you know talk up at the good
2: game, so to speak. That's right.
1: Now, are you convinced they're going mm. into the Alley Giant Stadium, or are they going to be stuck out in the Boyd?
2: Well, if they're they're stuck out in the um, Sam Boyd Stadium, HG, it's uh, look, it hasn't been used for years. Uh, the cost of getting it up to speed yeah, to putting the in for and fire traps and all yeah, that sort of stuff. Yeah, it is it's a fire trap. Well, it's going to cost a fortune to do yeah. that. Uh, just to just to clean it, because. Uh, it's got bird poo everywhere. It's got, yeah. Yeah. I mean, to pick It's to pick just an problem. unsightly mess because yeah. it hasn't been used in so long and never was it terribly popular anyway. It's too no. far out of town. Yeah. Uh, no, infrastructure, uh, no infrastructure. No infrastructure. No catering. Buy, You can't buy a beer. buy a beer. You can't buy a pie. You can't yeah. – Well, you'd never get a pie then. No. But that's well, you issue. wouldn't at the best of times. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, you can't get a dog. Uh, no, it's it's got loser written all over it if they're forced to – to go there, and I, I'm wondering if, to begin with, whether the uh, Volanders and Co, uh, Abdo, and uh, what have you, if they've reached out to say the Nevada Rugby League to begin with. Well, what an excellent question! Has there been any communication yes. there? Because they would know Nevada the Nevada Rugby in. League. They're there on the ground floor. They're there. Yeah, yeah, they're there. Yeah, yeah. They they know what's going on yeah. and what's suitable, and what isn't. There, there might be boutique grounds nearby that that could be used that we don't know about. What
1: an excellent idea. Now, there is a university I think in Nevada uh, There you know, is. certainly in Nevada. Yes. I'm not sure about Las Vegas. No. Now they would have a ground I'm pretty sure attached because they're often rugby mm. uh sport is often high in their interest yeah, in sport. That's true. Rugby. Sorry, the cacanda
2: way of saying it. Yeah, that's that's true. But ideally you want it as close to the casinos as it's possible. Oh well I know, I know. That that's the thing. You've got to get the casino crowd thinking rugby league. I mean that that's the whole raise and debt for the trip, isn't it? Well, this, is, this because, is. But if you have it out uh, forty kilometres away at the busted ass, swamp-ridden, bug-filled, bird poo, bird poo that is uh, the Sam Boyd Stadium,
1: then it's not going to. It's not going to. It's gonna pull not going to fly. It's not. It's, gonna, gonna, it's not going to work. Yeah. You're going to have to put in punting facilities and a mobile TAB. They yes. probably don't have them in America, and uh, I don't you know, know. They're, they're going to have to import them, and yeah, you know, I mean it's. Then how do you fill out the form? It's going to delay everything, etc. I know. And et cetera.
2: I I know. And I noticed Joey Johns is very very down on, down it. on it. I because mean he's suggesting the money would be better spent taking the game to rural and regional
1: Australia. Or putting it into country rugby league. Where yeah, there's still people who don't know how to blow up a jumping castle. Yeah. Don't know how to turn on a pie waller, yes. etc. Don't yeah. know how to put cars into par- sure. around the edge. Sure. So as they can see it from the yeah. comfort of the front seat of the car. Sure. I mean, but see, crying if, if, out.
2: if you took, you know, a, a Brisbane Souths or a Souths-Manly or a Souths-Brisbane game uh, to to Dubbo or Wellington or Orange, uh, I mean, it would be fabulous. People I, would love it. People I, would really good. They would go.
1: Now, isn't there a rural match on this weekend? I is think, there? I'm pretty sure the uh, good. Canberra team good. are playing... Uh, and I've just lost me form who they play. No, that's all right. Canberra are playing the Dolphins. I think that's in Wagga. In Wagga. In Wagga. Well, that is marvel. I know that the Eels. No, not the Eels. Yes. Some team go to Mudgee. I think yeah. it might be good, South good, going to Mudgee good. three times good. a year. Good.
2: Good. And uh, good. look, I think you're absolutely right. they good. Well, that's that's joyous. marshalling resources and putting it back into the
1: community. I know. Who love rugby league? Who love rugby league? Is anybody done any surveys? Is Las Vegas the best town? Well. You know, is that because I take your point. People come to put money through, you know, yes. complex, you know, gambling games. That's right. Not only poker machines. Well, well,
2: see, a lot of a lot of dreams founder in Las Vegas, don't they? A lot of people go with dreams. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, li- more people leave Las Vegas in a state of disappointment than they do in a state of euphoria. And I think that's, that's, that's a, right. And that's a I fact. I think universities University that's Survey proved Well, they that. do. They do. Now- the uh, the the Sam Boyd Stadium. I mean, someone built it with a dream in mind, uh, but that dream never came to fruition. No, no, that's right.
1: The birds got the best the, of the, the birds dream. got the best of it. Now, Joey doesn't want to go because you can't let him near a place like that.
2: Is that right?
1: Yeah, he doesn't want. He he's much happier with it out there in the sticks in the Sam Boyd Desert area, right. rather than downtown on the Strip, right. You know, and
2: I, Don't, doesn't I, he like the Strip? I mean, the Strip is so much fun. Well, I think he worries
1: about the sort of fun it. Encourages him to participate, right? In, and it's not for everyone that sort of fun. No, I
2: suppose not. But but I can see rugby league players adapting. Oh, to I the know, fun I, can pretty I can too. But I can too. I mean, they'd feel right at home.
1: I right? know. He it's a bit long. It's a bit while well since um, Joey played. Yeah. But nonetheless, I think he's well. What uh, to take his own advice and stay well away. Now, yeah. what we get to though is the competition on the strip mm. for you
2: know, people to think. For the Rugby League dollar.
1: Thanks. Beautifully put. Mm. The Rugby League spend. Mm. Now, how's it going to be? And mercifully, Siegfried and Roy, Roy are no longer with us because that was always a big puller. That's
2: and true. they played uh, our, year they after year did, after year. But Penn
1: and Teller are there. Penn and Teller are there and they're there Would at Penn the moment. Would Penn and Teller
2: be interested in uh, promoting, rugby, promoting league? rugby league? Yes. Wouldn't that be great?
1: Yes. Make a rugby league player disappear? Yes.
2: Or uh, their interpretation of what a scrum means. Wouldn't that be exciting?
1: Now, can I point out that what worries me always about Vegas—yes, never mind Siegfried and Roy—it mm-hmm. usually caters to, for people who like Celine Dion. Oh yes. Now, are they rugby league people? No. And or even worse than that,
2: the Donkashane man, mm-hmm. Wayne Newton. Wayne Newton is Wayne still there? I H-G? don't know if he is. I just made that up. Well, there is the Wayne Newton room. Ah, is yeah. that what it is? Look, I've got a feeling Sting might have performed there recently. We well, see Sting, is Sting talking well, to Rugby League? Sting doesn't talk
1: Rugby League, no. He doesn't talk to anybody Sting. No, he doesn't. Not People anymore. must be, you know, drunk to go and see Sting down yes. at Las Vegas. Yes. I know Queen did big stretches there. I was yes. just looking up before. I think there's a BG's tribute show on there. Well there at the would moment. be. That's a continual yes. thing. There's burlesque, of course, which yeah. may appeal to the rugby league that's community. That's right. That's right. Uh, but and can I just point out some of these rooms are as big as a rugby league paddock. I know they are. They're the stage huge. is as big as a rugby league paddock. They could play inside if they want to do. Well, that's not a bad. That's not a do silly know I mean? idea. Imagine coming down and seeing that.
2: So you could take the big venue, let's say at Caesar's Palace, and convert it into a rugby Perfect. league venue. Perfect. Perfect. That'd be the first
1: time that would ever done. Now, yeah. that would be a huge coup for Well, it'd
2: be a talking point. Hey, what's talking going on in there? What? Got really? have a look at it. What? what? No pads. Yeah.
1: Now, then we get to, uh, they want to, as you pointed out, they want to make up.
2: And, of course, if the Rugby League Club cheerleaders. Whoa, now you're talking. See, they could put on a bit of a show. They would give that Vegas vibe. They would. Wouldn't they? They would. And.
1: Our mascots are the best in the world. Our mascots. I, I saw a terrific think piece about Reggie the rabbit this yes. week. Yes, I hadn't thought of Reggie. Well, Reggie dog... the
2: rabbit might scare a few of the locals, but uh... <laughs> what's the uh, Broncos horse, horse? Is it Buck? Yeah, the Buck the horse.
1: Yeah, he could
2: do something. He could out do front. something. And the, and the Newcastle Knights horse.
1: Ah, a horse off. A horse off. Yeah, but would it matter if the Knights were there or not? No, no one knows. No. Now. The difficulty, as you pointed out, is it's got to be an Australian sort of week. Mm. They've already raised the prospect of a world title title fight involving Tim Zhu Mm. and ARL Commission Chair Peter Volandis also bumped into UFC champion Alexander Volkanovsky on Anzac Day, just bumped into him. Oh, fair enough, yeah. And used the chance meeting to plant the seed for him to also fight as part of the NRL's American Invasion. But you can't run this thing based on bumping into people on Anzac Day, can you? I, I mean, this is a so. billion-dollar operation.
2: Yes, yes, yes. Uh, are you suggesting, HG, or is uh, the Man of Feathers suggesting, a sort of uh, a, a Festival of Australia week culminating with the rugby league rugby, league?
1: rugby league doubleheader so in could, Caesars
2: Palace. Right, so we could send some of our entertainers.
1: Well, of course, it goes without saying. Shannon Knoll selects Shannon himself. Noll. Uh, Guy Sebastian Guy suggest- would Sebastian. be They'd fantastic there. Yes. How about Peter Andre, international star? Sure. Danny Minogue obviously would uh,
2: you know head our, yes. you know, our assault there. Yes. And these people would take over a room and put on a show. Especially. That's right. And maybe you reach out to uh, maybe Kate Blanchett and she could do a couple of monologues or something. That would be... Like uh, blow that whistle, ref. Oh, I hadn't thought no, of that. No, no, I just but, made but, that up. But, it's an but, idea. Maybe something from Cymbeline, or I don't, I don't know. No, I don't no. know. I, I, I'm reaching, reaching out here. You should begin beginning people, a conversation. People have ideas. Yes, people have ideas. And maybe Russell, maybe she and Russell could do a two hander, or maybe, I don't know. What a lovely idea! Yes. Sort of brief lifestyle. Or... Well, he could play Henry the Fourth or something, and
1: <laughs> I, I and don't she know. could play Juliet. Yes. In a meeting of play Sure. Now, how about uh, Barry Hall v SBW v uh, Big Gal? I mean, that'd be something novel. I hadn't seen that. You know, sure. one person, a triangular fight. Sure. You know, you've got to put something, you know, you're yeah. going to do what, mm. as you'd say. Yes. You know.
2: Yeah. And uh, and James Morrison, of well, course. James Morrison. mentioned him earlier. I mean, he's he's the best trumpeter the world's ever seen since Dizzy Gillespie. Yeah, well, that's a big call And nobody but plays higher than he. No, he's right up there. He's right up there. He's got yes. high oh, above dogs high can high only it. hear it.
1: Yes, 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 that's right. Now, is this getting us anywhere? I mean, is Rugby League really yeah. going to waste a lot of energy well, and a, money? Well,
2: it's a fair bit of tail wagging dog, isn't oh. there? You've got to begin with the idea that you're taking a game no one's ever heard of to, to a, a city that's... that has no interest in
1: it. Yes, that's right.
2: <laughs> For no better idea than with the idea it's that... worth doing. Yeah. You know, why not uh, have... Uh, Oh, I don't know. Why, why, why not have uh, the South's Rugby League team uh, climb Mount Everest? I mean, just as valid. I mean, it'd be fascinating for some. Not many are going to make it. And we might lose a couple. But. But, heck, uh, we uh, gave it a go.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I actually like that idea. I've just I thought don't about mind it, it either. No.
0: Common <laughs> question What happened to the Gould inquiry into St George? A report of the Gould Inquiry's findings was never made public. The club has declined to acknowledge that a report was ever made. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. Roy, text information. Uh, Yes, Sally's been in touch from the South Coast. Oh, yes.
2: Uh, She says, back in the late 80s, we stayed at the Olympic Stadium in Helsinki. They had created a youth hostel out of the Understand area. Wow. So your advancement on this ideal to create apartments for affordable housing for those who are struggling or borderline homeless uh, is very timely. I know the Finns got there first, but isn't that so often the way? Isn't that great? I've not heard that before. I've not heard that before. No. But it it makes sense.
1: It does. It does. And what would be great would be if you could uh, somehow create an atmosphere Mm. where you could also give away memberships. Mm Mm-hmm of the, let's call them the Tasmanian Axe people. Yes. Or the Tasmanian
2: Axes will do. Or the Apples.
1: Or the Apples, yes. yeah. Okay, yes. Tasmanian Apples. Yes. And or, or
2: conceptual, the, the Apple, the Tasmanian Apple. perfect,
1: the Apple. And somehow incorporate that as an idea of fan support. Already you've got an army of people who would be able to Come out of the accommodation, sit in the seats.
2: That's right.
1: Ethical obligation solved elegantly. Sure, because you've got people there all the time now.
2: Yes. Are yeah. you Are you suggesting that each of these apartments within the grandstand have a door that accesses the Plans. seating arrangement? Yes. Yes. The on the day, area. Yeah. Only uh, it can only be open on the day of a game. Yes, that's right. Yes. Right. Okay. They don't have. They're not yeah. forced to. But
1: no. then no. all of a sudden they might be able to fit in, say, three or four hundred. People, yes. so already they've got a membership base of three or four hundred people who don't do. come in and say that. have you got a solution to the talkback poll? Oh Are yes, I do. The-
2: I do. Last week, actually, you may recall. I think our talkback subject was: uh, Do you want rugby? Do you, do you want to see rugby league go to the next level? Eighty percent said no. And I think that's a shot across the bow of the Las Vegas idea. Yes. Well, know. now that's it. Uh, do, I, I don't think people want it. No.
1: Do people want better? players yeah. in the Broncos, sorry, in the, uh, obviously the Broncos have a bit an yeah. exception, but yeah. in the Cowboys and the Knights mm. r- or a trip to Las Vegas, yeah, exactly. or once a once in Las Vegas. Yeah. I mean, that's what you've got to ask yourself. Do we yeah. want to improve things here with more support for yeah. country rugby league? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I, I, I just hope that we can solve some of these problems. So do more, I. More I. events put on in your part of the world. Yeah. You, you're never going to get to Las Vegas. I'm telling you that for a fact.
2: Well, this week's Talkback topic, HG, is simply Vegas, question mark. That's it. So, get in touch.
0: Just leave a yes or no. The inaugural Advanced Rugby League Foundation Ball will be held at La Montage Roselle on Friday the 28th of June. The theme is reality. Book now to avoid disappointment. Ticket prices start at $1,200 and are only available through rugbyleagueyep.com.au. That's rugbyleagueyep.com.au.
1: Now, if you want to get involved with the show, uh, 0467 <coughs> is the text number for bludging on the blind side or otherwise the. <coughs> Longhand, snail mail way, Roy and HG at abc.dat.au. And the following people have Roy.
2: Uh, yes, uh, Paul's been in touch and uh, he's very excited uh, by this headline he saw during the week the New South Wales Rugby League extend probe into fiery clash between Albury and Tumut. I had no idea. I'm licking my lips in Same anticipation. Here. Group 9 Rugby League Southernmost Club Albury Thunder. Is celebrating after a shock 14 to 12 win over competition heavyweights Tumut Blues in the opening round, Great Northern Premiership fixture at Greenfield Park in Albury. Mm-hmm. Uh, the stop start and at times fiery clash was in the balance right until the death when Albury fullback and captain Lachlan Munro uh, dotted down for his second try before 5 8th Jay Duro raised the flags from near the sideline. The match also marked the comeback of former international uh, representative uh, Etai Uasili, with the 38-year-old ex-NRL player happily posing uh, after the final whistle with the new Thunder player coach, Justin Carney. Isn't
1: that fantastic? Any report on the, uh, what the tribunal found? As in uh,
2: no, there's <coughs> no note, but there's the photograph of the two there, HG. Doesn't it look great?
1: If that's going on in Albury, they're doing something right with rugby league. That's what I would say. Yes, Yes. that's
2: wonderful. And the kit is
1: just first
2: class. It is. It looks absolutely professional. It does.
1: Completely professional and the gang science, I love it.
2: Yeah. Uh, Now, uh, this comes from Bob. He says, as a paramedic, unfortunately I'm often unable to tune in live to the blood due to complaints from the odd sourpuss patient. Anyway... Uh, What he's concerned about is the hearing of top international players having to step down from their professional arena due to this hip syndrome that seems to be plaguing tennis players. Oh, uh, yes. Rafael Nadal. Yes, you were saying, yes. That's Uh, been pretty sad news. The Central Coast has a centre for excellence for hip management in sport and currently have some of the world's top health professionals tirelessly investigating solutions around prevention, early recognition, and longevity in sport for those affected by this terrible, insidious condition.
1: Isn't that fantastic news?
2: My fear is that in the near future, when Australia dominates world tennis again, due to the above-mentioned interventions, that we'll lose some of these future stars of Australian tennis too early in their promising careers due to this hip syndrome. As a solution, uh, he's suggesting that we get our hip specialists out and about in the local communities to identify early those young stars who may be haunted by hip injuries in the future. I envisage buses attending the nodules and private courts forcibly acquired by local councils, similar to, say, the free breast screening Yes, a lovely idea, yes. Isn't that a good idea? Yes. Now, can I ask, Mm?
1: if you took a blood sample, would it show whether your hip was in trouble in the future?
2: Yes, is the short answer. Yes. It's as simple as that.
1: No, I don't. Parents
2: have just got to get their kids along mm-hmm. to a specialist. On the Central Coast, just a trip to the Central Coast. Catch a train up. Catch a train, wouldn't hurt. I'm not sure. Does he? Does the,
1: the correspondent give us a location for the Central mm, Coast thing?
2: No, he doesn't, but I'm sure all you'd have to do is Google... Central hip, Coast. Hip Central Coast. Yeah,
1: Centre of Excellence. Or
2: Troubled Hip <laughs> Central Coast. Uh, Sam's been in touch. He Ooh, says... My heart has been warmed by the Penrith team partnering with the police. This is a story we've been running for some (coughs) time now. It seems so obvious now that we should have such law-abiding cohort partner with our city's finest and make sure the streets are safer. One only wonders what a utopia we could be experiencing right now had we thought of this 50 years ago. Yeah, well, that's true. That's true. I like the use of the word utopia there too. My only qualm with this whole situation is that I feel Penrith are getting an unfair bulk of the praise. One only has to think of Munster and the Cheese in their heroic undercover work, busting the cocaine gangs of the South East Queensland through a joint effort of the Queensland Police and the Eye of the Storm team. And all they got was a public dressing down. <laughs> is, it about, is it about time the man of feathers spreads his wings of praise to include the multifaceted and often understated branches of the Roby League Crime Commission? He says, P.S., if there was going to be a Netflix buddy cop movie about some guys going undercover, doesn't Munster and the Cheese have a nice ring to it?
1: It certainly does for the title roles, yes, that's very good. Very good. I'll go
2: home and whip one up this afternoon. He says, uh, this is Rod, he says, do you remember Mr. Anuai from Papua New Guinea? I think it was Graham Anuai. Graham Anuai might have paddled down to referee a match. He did, he did. He rode down. A state of origin match. After a quick browse, I cannot confirm, but I clearly remember him sending King Wally off with the yap-yap of the hand. I can't remember that. I can't remember that, but I'm not doubting it. No, neither am I. Wonderful for Blues supporters. Surely there must be volumes published. Not many overseas refs have ever refed origin, and he's wondering if more could. Well, it would be a fantastic uh,
1: achievement in a ref, say, Pacifica refs coming in to referee a origin yeah. match. Yeah. That would be a, a great. And they could get a medal. Yes. I'm not quite sure. You well, know, I the, think they do. The Harrigan medal. Yeah. Well, why not? Yeah, yeah, that'll lead for a start.
2: Uh, this has come from uh, Goober. Hi, oh, Goober. Mm. As a long-time follower of the show, I've been enjoying the discourse, particularly over the past few weeks, which is good. One issue that caused me no end of frustration that you may share is having to listen to the dull, opinionated, illogical melange of tripe served up as expert commentary while watching the rugby league. Since everyone in Australia has converted... Uh, Over to digital broadcasting and streaming services. Would it not be too much to ask to have a selectable audio channel with the broadcast that only that that emits only the commentary, so that you can just hear the game sounds and the crowd noises, just as you would if you were at the event itself?
1: Well, that's a great idea, and it surprises me that the NRL hasn't held on to channels. I I think NRL holds the digital rights still. I'm sure they don't put up a channel with just that on it.
2: Yeah. He says, I'm sure even the likes of Sneesby... Well, don't get me started. He ever listens. (laughs) I have a storm. I rest my case. Mm. Yes, he's wondering if Sneesby could implement that. Now, this has come from Sam. I'm greatly dismayed by the decline in commentary as an art form. It's something that has snuck up on me, but it finally dawned on me while watching the Sharks v Cowboys game this evening... In the second half, I could only count 16 times where the illustrious commentary team of Matt Thompson, Andrew Johns and Phil Gus Gould actually called what was happening in the moment. Oh, that surprised me that it was that much. To put that in perspective, there were approximately 35 completed sets of six in that time. That means 210 pieces of action. Therefore, the team who was meant to call all the action only managed to cover 8%. Not only is there a lack of coverage, but instead the nonsense that is classed as commentary sounds more like what I overhear when my mother is on the phone with her aunts or sister-in-law. Do you know who his brother is? I remember seeing him when he was a 16-year-old. I liked him better with short hair. This is rugby league, the greatest game of all. Not some old lady's knitting convention. No, do I grew up in the era when you lent your wordsmith skills to commentating State of Origin and turned an already magnificent showpiece into an art that rivals iconic literary works like Les Miserables or musicals like Hamilton. I would like to see the commentary return to such an art form again. Well. That's not going to happen.
1: No, it's not going to happen. Those days are long gone and with Mm -hmm. the retirement of Ray Rabbit's Warren, it's... uh rugby league commentating has taken a big turn for the worst. Yes. Because, you know, you don't get the ball popped up out of the ground like molten lava. Malt, you don't no, get that. La- no, look at the picture. No, I know. No. You know what molten lava looks like when it pops up out of the ground, out no, no. of the, you Scary. Know, yeah. Stepped away from the abyss. That's right. You know, scary the, again. I oh, know. Scary. That's right. Scary. No, I mean,
2: Rabs could do scary like few others. Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed.
1: But mm. the one great thing, I think if people cut out of their commentary, mm. uh, he must be thinking. Ah, uh, yeah. Just forget that. Yeah. Just bin that. Yeah. Just describe what's in front of you. Just Don't go into the it, yeah. pen and Teller gear. Leave no, that. pen no. and Teller are really good Leave that
2: to yeah. the experts. experts. <laughs> now, uh, Margate's been in touch. Oh, this is Paul from Margate. Uh, as a disappointed father of four non-league playing children. Oh, what? I'm always on the lookout for cheap car parts to maintain all their vehicles. Mm, fair enough. In the last year, I've noticed a few new tyre shops open in Redcliffe that offer great discounts when paying in cash. Yeah. In yeah. one of these establishments, I was intrigued to see that they also offer home entertainment gear with some excellent deals on sound bars. Tyres and electronics in the same shop? Uh, it didn't make any sense, but after listening to your show, it now does. Of course, that doesn't surprise me at all.
1: That is – it's a wonder that that hasn't sprung up all over the place because okay. I know – Well, you've got to sniff it out. Yeah, you've got to sniff it out. There's the other no fears, advertising. Yeah, but the other thing was there was no team there last year. It's no. only this year that the – That's right. That the gravy Marge chain – yes, washed in. Yeah,
2: washed in. <laughs> yeah, and you've got to keep your eyes peeled. You do. You often do. You, you drive past and you just see a garage. If the door the garage door's open, which Not. it often is yeah. – you might see nothing but tyres. Next or week. you know, to call in and say, oh, listen, mate, I was looking for a cent. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no worries, got yeah, some cash. Yeah, if what do you want, you yeah. know, steel-belted radials. Yeah. Uh, or the other thing is the next week it might have a lot of fish tanks in there. That's You've right. You've just got to, you know. Keep your eyes yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. And don't be afraid to pick up a bargain. That's my advice. Mm. Is you may not be interested in fish tanks.
2: No. But if you can get them for $10 a piece, they're good value. Well, you might buy them all. <laughs> Set up your own shop. Cash only. Uh,
1: Philip from Isn't Cash coming back?
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, Cash it, never went away.
1: No, it did. It sort of went quiet for a while, but yeah. now it's back. Oh,
2: yeah, it's back, all right. Cash talks. Um, now, Philip says, recently when you were talking about Russell Crowe wanting to play Harold Holt, you said something like, I don't think Harold Holt had anything to do with rugby league, and we probably did say that. I'm sure we did. I beg to differ. Holt was born in Sydney and his father was a physical education teacher at Rusty's team's former neck of the woods, Cleveland Street School. Cleveland Street School, yeah. So I dare say Harold would have been familiar with the Steeden. And who can forget Jab- Jack Gibson's immortal words? Waiting for Cronulla to win a premiership is like leaving the porch lamp on for Harold Holt. Uh, it says it all, doesn't it? i have forgotten that line. That's right. Fifty years on from Holt's death, that master of the donkey circuit, Gal, pronounced... And to all you people back in the Shire, turn your porch lights off because we're coming home with a trophy. And lost another, on a lot of the Shire lost people, people on a lot but nonetheless. Of people. Yeah, yeah, long memory, man. Hmm. Just finally, HG, this has uh, come from Thomas. In the past week, I was privileged to visit Disneyland in Paris. Whoa! Don't tell me, they've got a rugby league connection. Well, if you're going to go to Paris, the first place you'd go would be Disneyland, wouldn't it? Right he's, so. he's right there. Yeah. I mean, it, if you want entertainment, I mean, you can, go, so to, you can go to the Louvre, but yeah, no, it's, it's all pretty static.
1: Yeah, I, I've got to be honest, it's, the Louvre's past it. Yeah, it has? Yeah.
2: I mean, it's great. Yeah, yeah but, you know, but. Last year's model. It, yeah. Mm. And uh, Le Tour Eiffel, I mean, it's great, but. Well, you can
1: see it You better can better see on it postcard. anyway. I yeah, mean, it looks
2: better in a postcard. Yeah, indeed. Indeed. You get much more perspective yeah. on it. Indeed. Now, he, while I was there, I was reflecting upon the need for a rugby league land. Wow, now you're talking. What a good idea. Just I don't know if he's suggesting. That's correspondence? That's it. I, I, I don't rugby know if he's suggesting a rugby league land in Paris or a rugby league land on the Gold Coast.
1: What would it be? It would be a franchise. A franchise, have, I suppose. Uh, 10 or 15 around well, the world. Well, Las
2: Vegas, well, I'd suggest be a league starting league. point. Get people talking.
1: Why not a new casino in Las Vegas called Rugby League Land? Yes. Now, that would be a brick worth putting it into the would. strip. It would. And hmm. then you'd have some chance of leveraging off people, yes. patrons, punters, That's employees right. who work in Rugby League Land Vegas That's right. who might come and fill up the Sam Boyd Stadium. Exactly. Once you to tour the show. Exactly. But you see, that coming back to the problems of Vegas yeah. is... The Rugby League isn't a circus. No. It's not, you know, it's not, uh, uh, unless they alter it completely, mm. all they've got is people bumping into each other yeah. and no pads.
2: Yeah. Do
1: you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that's how you've got to view it. They, they like, yeah. like I, I was looking at what's on at the moment, there's about four different versions of Cirque du Soleil.
2: At Las Vegas?
1: At Las Vegas. Oh, there's a Beatles man. Cirque du Soleil, there's a sort of like a heavy metal Cirque du Soleil, all that oh. sort of stuff. Right. I just take that as a, your opposition at the moment. Yeah.
2: It's Cirque du Soleil. Well, that's going to affect what time this game should be played in Las, in, in Las Vegas. I mean, should it be played at night? Is that when people are more in, inclined to view entertainments? But do you want to drive 40 kilometres to desert. watch something where you can't get a beer or a dog? I don't think
0: so. Rugby League Relief is now operating in 43 war-torn dumpster fire countries. It is bringing a powerful message of hope and a brighter tomorrow through the greatest game of all. Proudly supported by Bludging on the Blind Side.
1: Roy, any uh, details on the text line worth uh, relaying?
2: Oh, a a lot of suggestions as to who would go to Las Vegas representing Australia. Someone's suggesting acts like Kamal, Christina Arnoux, My Island Home, that sort of thing. All great.
1: All great. But Mm. can I just ask, are we thinking of this in terms of Cogra Jubilee, the Mm. Taj Mahal? All right, yes. Do you get where I'm going? Mm Mm-hmm. So, Mm -hmm. you know, somebody comes out and begins with uh, Poison Ivy. Yes. Well...
2: Mm. It's not quite right, is it, now, because we have a modern game. Now, someone's suggesting Priscilla the Musical would be a perfect fit. Right. Well,
1: that's got more twang to it, hasn't it? It has, it it has, it has. Yeah. Um, You know, I did notice that RuPaul's Drag Race, one of the versions of that song. Oh, yeah. And there might be 20 versions of that, a similar sort of show.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, Yeah. I'm not quite sure, apart from Mm. uh, Priscilla-type artistes, where we go to from there. yeah. But you see what I mean? I mean, it's not—it's not easy. Could to... Nicole and Keith Urban be? Oh, well, they'd in? be fantastic. Well, see, Keith has a lot of twang there, doesn't he? He does beautifully. Put
2: playing um, the guitar, mm. and Nicole certainly. Nicole certainly, yeah, yeah. you know, pulls heads. Yes. Now and she could perhaps join Kate Blanchett and Russell doing a three-hander now, so they could each do a monologue, and then a two-hander, Russell with—you know what I mean. I know. And
1: Russell could do something with Keith, 30-foot grunt style. Ah. They could do some Australian ah, classics. Yes. You know, say so they might do yeah. some of the She keeps number. no secrets. Oh, she keeps no secrets. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Or explain to the audience how to participate. How participate, yes. I'm Ever Gonna See Your Face Again. That's right. You know, you pick two Angels classics. But That's you right. don't have to stop there mm-hmm. forever now. Well, see, From now we're
2: building a show. Yeah.
1: No, well, that's exactly right. That's how they do it. That's how they do it, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, yeah.
2: And there'd be rehearsals. So and it's up to uh, the Man of Feathers to reach out to Nicole's people, Keith's people, Russell's people, et cetera, et cetera. It's all gettable. And Hugh Jackman, of course. He joins, he's the glue that joins it all he, together. He, indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome yeah. to the show that never ends. Yes, you know. yes. Could he uh, appear as a Wolverine or something like that? Now, I think that'd be a first half closer. yeah. He'd duck uh, off I, I don't and know dress what he would do he'd no, he could sing as the, oh,
1: okay I uh, up for something I don't mm. know quite you know no. be top 10 wolf songs yes. or
2: quickly yes and maybe a tribute <clears> to Peter <clears throat> Allen
1: a tribute to Peter Allen mm. I go to Rio yes Tenerfield sadler, Tenerfield. The sadler there wouldn't be a dry eye there would not be a dry eye now, one thing here is I noticed the boss of Fox Sports, which obviously have a big say in all of this because mm-hmm. they'd be stumping up money, you assume, mm-hmm. uh, says when uh, Peter Volantis came up with the idea of the horse racing uh, Everest taking on the Melbourne Spring Carnival, a lot of people who have been around for a long time thought he was a kangaroo short of the top paddock. He's proven to be a wonderful success. I've seen him do this time and time again. Uh, if, we, if he says he has a great idea to go over to Vegas, I'm not going to bet against him. In fact, I'm going to jump on the bandwagon and go with him. Every time you see an American talk about the ga- our game, mm-hmm. they can't believe the lack of padding and... T- oh, God. The lack of padding. Yeah. Is there any other thing to sell about rugby
2: league apart from the lack of padding? Well, it just it's the greatest game of all. Yeah, and 40-20 kicks got to six sell. a game. Yeah. 40-20. 40-20. Like, uh, well, see, there you are. You could have a rugby league Q&A where, a say, league. Nicole Kidman plays an American woman who doesn't understand a thing about rugby league... And Russell plays the expert who explains everything to her by illustration on a screen. You know, this is <laughs> this is a hit up, For right? For example, this is a forty twenty. Yes, this is six again. This is a hip drop. You, you see what I mean? No, and I understand. You, and, and so people would and learn. then...
1: And then at the end, they'd say, "Now let's see how well you've grasped that, Nicole." Yeah. And play a bit of tape, and
2: and she's got to call it. Yeah. Well, there's your show. <laughs>
1: um, when do, do you have a time limit on this? I mean, are they seriously thinking? that? Well,
2: I don't know how long the acts are in oh, the. Sorry, yes, no, in I, Las Vegas, I don't okay, know you if you do a forty-minute 40 minute set. You or do two forties at least. Two forty. What Wayne Newton would do two forties? I don't think he has
1: help. Oh, yeah. Remember when L- Elvis did it, though, he went quite a long show. Did he? Brilliant, though it was. Mm. I mean, he had a little bit more magic than some of the ac- artists Shh, we're talking about. I'm not knocking to sh- him.
2: No. It's just a fact. Yeah, right. Now, okay. um, <clears throat>
1: no, what I meant was time. Oh, well,
2: two 40-minute halves is was a rugby, league. rugby
1: league. I know. And you might have a clock counting down.
2: Yes. You know,
1: there's a lot of things that you could adapt into the mm. theatre. Mm. Now, can I just ask, what I meant was timing of this? Uh, <clears throat> you would think that... Look, I don't want to be unkind, but immigration to America is not the easiest thing necessarily. There would be a lot of people. Well, they wouldn't need
2: a green card, would they? To play rugby league. Who's in paying Nevada. them? Who's paying them? Good mm. question.
1: So what happens is is that there's a lot of paperwork to go through and mm. there'd be a lot of, you know, have you been to Iran recently,
2: etc. Yes. Sort of questions. But hang on. Isn't there an AUKUS meeting coming up soon at the Opera House? I want to say the President of the United States. And uh, the president, of, uh, sorry, uh, PM Modi is coming. Uh, a quad meeting. A quad meeting, right? Is quad that, meeting, yeah. Yes. Not Orcus though. No, it's quad. Yeah, You're quad. quite right. Yeah, quite. Well, now, wouldn't it be up to Anthony Albanese to get aside the president of the United say States? Say, we've got some. Fever, say, listen, we got some
1: teams coming in Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah. King can you
2: ease the way? Yeah, good on Who that. do we talk to? Yeah. Well, could you talk to someone? Could
1: you talk to someone? Yeah. And start with the teamsters and work down. Yeah, yeah, sure. Now, what I was going to say was, what I was more involved with was the idea: is this going to be available for round one next year? Well, it's got to be. No, no, I know it's got to be. Yeah,
2: we've got to have a, I mean, if you don't have a, a, a hard date, then no one's going to do any of the heavy lifting.
1: Now, this was as from memory, we started in the first week of March. Yeah, yeah, tick, 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 I tick, know. tick. I know.
2: He's, he's, we don't even have enough time. Well, we don't. Yeah, I don't. know we're dealing with a lot of busy people, you know, Nicole, Keith, Rusty, Hugh, they're busy. So we'd have to. Start now. Start now. Talking to
1: their people. Yes. And then they might say, well, I'll do it for nothing if it can be on the third.
2: Right. Yeah.
1: But the trouble is on the ninth, you'll have to get me out of a contract. Yeah. See, that's what, yeah, you know. I it's know, not. I
2: know. They're
1: not contracted like rugby league people who didn't say, are you going to go? <clears throat> We're going to tell you you're going to go. Now get on the plane and go. Yeah. You've been paid a lot of money to do this. Now get on the plane and shut up. Mm. Put on a grin, will you? Yes. yes. That sort of stuff. Whereas artists, you mm. know, are much sure. more temperamental.
2: Sure. So that if Nicole is filming somewhere. Say so in Argentina. In Argentina, they'd have to fly her and to Las Vegas for the night. Yeah. Uh the crew and everyone would be would have to just stand, stand down stand be paid. Down. Yeah. The rugby league would have to pay for that.
1: Yes, yeah, that's right. That's okay. what I mean. Yeah, it's not easy. Okay.
0: Rugby league believes in freedom of worship, freedom of belief, freedom of speech, and the inalienable right to participate in rugby league-based activities without fear of criticism, judgment, or implied prejudice. In future, vote one, Rugby League. Roy,
1: we broke this story last week and now this has got very big... uh, This follows on the... uh, And I've got to admit here first, you and I know Gus Gould very well. We've worked with Gus and often been pleased by the heavy lifting he did on our behalf, meaning often his show had run over by 20 minutes and we were thankful for not having to start (laughs) till 20 past 10. Now, NRL boss Andrew Abdu Mm. has addressed the festering issue. I didn't realise it was a festering issue... Mm of uh, Phil Gould's public commentary uh, role with his Bulldogs bosses, if you know what I mean, that day. Mm-hmm. His public commentating is starting to cause comment and so the Rugby League, in its wisdom, described, went to the Bulldog bosses. Now, I'm not sure who the Bulldog bosses are. I thought he was the
2: Bulldog boss. I think
1: everybody did. Yeah. I thought he was director of football, yeah. head of coaching. That's right. It is understood Abdu spoke to Canterbury officials, not sure who they were.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Maybe they bumped into him at Anzac Day. Maybe. On Friday, about concerns in Clubland, that Gould was using his position on Channel Nine to comment on live issues around judiciary and officiating. Wow, okay, live issues. Now, Gould, I maintain, has a perfect uh, right to commentate on the hip drop if that's a live issue. Yes, and his position or a forward pass or a forward pass. Yes. Yes. In fact, I thought the um, people may not agree with this. I thought the. Eels were very lucky with a few passes last mm-hmm. night.
2: Yes, marginal. Mm-hmm. Anyway,
1: under the NRL rules, club officials can face sanction if they're overly critical of the NRL or discuss charges uh, that are yet to be settled by the judiciary. Now, often they have a go at us for that, don't they? Yes, they do. Uh, and we just say, get lost. We do. Uh, now, it's, yeah. Under-,
2: yeah. it's we, under... We just say we've got to call it as we see exactly. it.
1: Exactly. Exactly. We can't ice your cake, buddy. No. No.
2: No. Now, no, and, and, and listeners would see through that.
1: They would. They would immediately be very critical of us yes. and say, Oh no, they've gone to the other side. They have. Yeah. Now it's understood rival clubs have raised concerns with NRL over Gould being given free reign in his high profile position as a commentator. And mm. I declined to comment or confirm talks had taken place. Oh Lord. Is that right? right. Why would he do that?
2: Right. Everybody assumes that he did. Well, why didn't he just shut up if he's not going to confirm whether it happened or not?
1: He didn't have to say anything, he but he went out there. He didn't to say
2: a word, but no. he held a press conference to say, well, I'm not going to say whether this happened or not. <laughs> I mean, that's pure rugby league, isn't it? <laughs>
0: exactly.
2: And yet we get into trouble for commentating on this. However, sources close to the Bulldogs confirmed there have
1: been talks on Friday, insisting there was no discussion of sanctions against the club's head of football. Well, hang on a minute. He can't be head of football. And not one of the Bulldog bosses, surely. Mm, Or an official. Official, yeah. (laughs) It's understood the Bulldogs were sympathetic to Abdu's position Mm -hmm. and assured the NRL boss that the club officials would endeavour to avoid commenting on... Club officials would endeavour to avoid commenting on live officials issues in the future. Club officials, that's not good. Isn't he an official? Well, (laughs) he's head of football.
2: Right, and that's not an official position. Well, I think it is, but here, club officials... Can other clubs... Head of heads of football Talk. commentate commentate on live issues.
1: See, if Andrew Moore rang up somebody yeah. who's connected with the Manley Seagulls, like Scott Penn.
2: Scott Penn. Yeah. Yeah, Scott, how did you see that forward pass? Thanks. He's not allowed, is he? Well, he chooses. He not he, well, to. he can't say, oh no, the ref's hopeless, he got it wrong.
1: Yeah, and I don't have any interest in the Titans playing the Cowboys. Yeah. You know, etc. I mean it mm. you know at different points this season, good, albeit acting in his role as Channel Nine with Channel Nine. Mm. Sneesby's lot has lashed the NRL over scheduling, mm-hmm. slammed the use of independent doctor, and criticised the crackdown on hip drop crackles. Mm-hmm. There is a belief in some corners of the game that the NRL is scared of Gould, mm-hmm. scared of Gould, mm-hmm. given that he wields such a significant influence as an official at one of Sydney's biggest clubs. So he is an official <laughs> and commentator with one of the games broadcasters. Now, hang on a minute, he's. The boss at the Bulldogs, hardly high flying Bulldogs, hmm. as in I don't know where they are on the ladder, but they haven't won much this year.
2: No, but they're doing better than they have done in the oh, past. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> true. They are.
1: They're on their way up. They're on their way up. And the Fox, let's face it, he's out. So, yeah. you know. Uh, Abdu, however, uh, has sought to address the issue by holding talks with Bulldogs officials, them again. Mm. It's unclear whether Gould was involved in the discussions. Gould isn't the only club official with a role in the media. They got Cooper Cronk, Greg Alexander, and Michael Ennis now. Well, they,
2: were they part of the discussion?
1: They, uh, they weren't, but they are commentators. Well, well who was? <laughs> the faceless people. Exactly. Right. They, they, were commenta- they are commentators with Fox League and involved in Clubland either as board members or consultancy in, capt- in a consultancy capacity. Right. However, few have uh, the reach of Gould when it comes to club media roles, nor are many overly critical of head office when they're in the mood. The NRL has no desire to muddle Gould in commentary duties as long as he refrains from discussing issues that are out of bounds for club officials. Now, as nearly as I can tell, mm. unless you're anodyne, you're out of bounds with club officials. Where are the boundaries drawn exactly here? Yes. What are the boundaries?
2: Yes, I know.
1: Is it two minutes after it happened okay? Mm-hmm. Fifteen minutes after it happened okay?
2: Yes. Yes. Or? Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. I know. I, I mean, are they trying to – they're, they're essentially trying to muzzle Gus, aren't they?
1: They are. They don't
2: like him. They don't like him.
1: They don't like him bringing up issues that cause them problems. Mm. I'll give you an idea. This is a problem ten years in the making. Sorry, and all we're looking at is the, the hip symptoms. drop. Yeah. The hip drop. I take that. Or you know, this tackles. Yeah. I do think that they do have a problem with uh, tackles in the sense of are they trying to remove all tackles that knock players over?
2: Now, well, I think they're they're they're, they're concerned with preserving uh, the players' health. No, I understand that. That's I what think, I meant. You know. I think. Yeah. Uh, so if you Put a player in a position where they're going to uh, have a significant knee injury or a significant head injury, uh, then that's unacceptable in terms of the way the league is being or is organized, is looking at the way it's being the policed future, these days. The near days. future. Yeah. On the other hand, they're encouraging as vigorous and robust a play as possible. They love the big hits. I mean, that's how they sell the game, isn't it? And the big hits. No padding. No padding. All, all of that. So, on the one hand, if it's a good, legitimate tackle that takes a player out for the season or is a career ending, ending tackle, well, that's great because it was legitimate. But if it's an illegitimate tackle, then there's got to be consequences. That appears to be it. And it's a very fine line between those two things. No, no, I agree that with that. I agree with that. Okay. And, and, and I don't know how you police it. Do you say, well, there must be a limit of two players in a tackle or three players in a tackle. I mean – I do think that they're going to have to limit the number of players in might. a tackle. They and might. especially – they've got rid of late
1: arrivals. but still uh, three in a tackle is yes. causing them problems.
2: Yes. Well, can you remember in the old days when Warren Ryan with the gang tackle, HG, that he introduced – Often get 15 where, in it. Where, indeed. 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 Uh, uh, a couple of players would hold the player up while the rest of the team came gathered. in, gathered around, and kicked Went the ball out. Of them. <laughs> Went to work, and that was deemed as being fantastic. Yeah, yeah. and then Different everyone era. started doing it. I know, and yeah. then they had to put a stop to it because. Well, do you think
1: it will get down to that? You won't be able to tackle mm. a player unless they're in an upright position.
2: Yeah. Well. Well. And only stage, two can do it. I'm not sure. Uh, I, I mean, you can flop on someone if they're f- in a surrender tackle situation, can't you? Because of a penalty for the surrender tackle. Yeah. But I haven't seen a penalty given for a surrender tackle in a hell of a long time. There was
1: one the other night, I was thought. Was there? Yeah, pretty sure. Not a penalty, sorry. There was a, certainly a surrender tackle at one point yeah. the other
2: night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it would, there wouldn't have been no, a penalty No, No, no penalty. penalty yeah, I mean, it still remains the greatest blight on the game. Yeah.
1: Abomination? Abomination.
2: Yeah. yes. Yes.
1: Where's this ending though? We got it's going to be whatever they decide
2: will be wrong eventually, won't it? It will. It it will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I I, I don't think what we've got to uh, agree on is that that rugby league comes with risks. I oh, know, and You're it's right. a risks that players enjoy. It's a, a risks that crowds enjoy, and it's a, a a risk that crowds love to bet on. Now. We've got to juggle these things up. So, as, as we've mentioned before, quite a few times, there are going to have to be caveats that are signed by players before they, mm-hmm. and maybe by parents when mm-hmm. their kids a little, a little, and showing an interest in rugby league, uh, parents will have to write a waiver saying that if my boy or is girl hit the head, is hit in the head, then so be it. So be it. Mm-hmm. And we'll move We're, we're prepared to accept that and will not sue the Rugby League because it wasn't their fault. It was our fault because we allowed our kiddies to play the game in the first place.
0: The Thomas Keneally Rugby League Poetry Prize has been won again by Queenslander Eric Hayden with his work Packing Down with Dish and Box. The Keneally is open to all Australians. All entries must be in rhyming couplets of between four and eight line stanzas and be of no more than 50 stanzas in duration. This is Bludging on the Blind Side.
2: Roy. Uh, yeah, Jack's been in touch, actually, on the text. He says uh, Russell Crowe could read <coughs> excerpts from the Book of Feuds <laughs> in character while dressed as General Maximus Decimus. Now, I, I'm going to pay to see that. Well, I would pay to see oh, that I know The Book well. of Feuds. The Book of Feuds. Yeah, you'd have to set it up a bit, oh yeah, I so that people understand what he's talking about, because a lot of people won't understand what the rabidos are. Well, but that's the story, though, wouldn't it? it? These is. bunnies
1: and the clothes props, props and, and, and depression, all that. and all that sort of stuff, yeah. and people with nothing else to do because they didn't have work. That's right. Except
2: uh, someone is suggesting, actually, unfortunately, didn't leave a name, that Thomas Keneally could talk about the book he wrote, Schindler's List, and the poem he wrote about rugby league. But Schindler's List has nothing know, to do. I know, I know But people would remember that. Oh, he's the guy who wrote, yeah. Oh, I see. And so, so they go along. Ladies and gentlemen, please yeah, welcome. Please welcome Tom Keneally. Yeah. You yeah. remember Schindler's List? Well, yeah. here he is. This is his poem, <laughs> Blow That Whistle riff. Ref. Yeah, true. How about Origin the Musical?
1: Origin the Musical. Now you're talking now. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. the lad, Dennis Kernahan who's written quite a lot of rugby oh, league yes. songs. he has. But what would the But they're funny takes of other songs, aren't they? They're, yeah, they they're, are. They're, they're yeah. you know, things pre-written. Yeah. But this would be a brand new work. Well, I Do you see so. it as a conceptual, you know, like Nixon in China or something
2: like that? Not bad. Not bad. No, not bad. Uh, someone is suggesting as well, as she that um, uh, it might appeal to... The MAGA crowd. The if you could get President, <laughs> former President Trump, interested in rugby league, or someone like uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. This is an excellent idea. Now I think this has got legs. See, because it's something that could appeal to them. You know, they do. It's mad. It's crazy. It's yeah. it's out there. It's left no field. No padding. Yeah. Now, can
1: I point out that I think Trump's in court over the coming weeks. What better place, what a better place mm-hmm. than a couple of well-chosen words, and by the way, I hope I'm out in time to yeah. see rabbits v. seagulls. Seagulls, yes. What's he talking about now? Yeah, red ballade. Yeah. No yeah. padding. Yeah, 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 yeah. Vegas.
2: Sure. I mean, that's what we need to get. Yeah, some... I don't know if he's been to Vegas canvassing. <laughs> I don't know. And I don't think he's actually turning up to any of these trials. I don't think he's due in court at all. He doesn't have to go. Oh, I didn't
1: realise that. I thought he actually had to. No, I don't think so. No, he, they're all done.
2: H- yeah, hitting. in absentia. The lawyer in absentia. Okay. Yeah. Well, you he's know, got I'm... that great bloke, uh, Tacopino, whatever he's called. He's great. So, and he could talk about sorry. rugby league as well yeah, in court. <laughs> Unfortunately, my client can't be here. He's watching rugby league in Las Vegas. He's
1: what? <laughs> That's right. Wow.
2: Okay. Oh, yeah. okay. So. If you Trump. don't love rugby league, you're mad. Marjorie Taylor Greene. <laughs> My kind of game, no rules. Now,
1: and then Trump could appear out the, on the steps of Trump Tower, mm. sorry, I can't give you a press conference, I'm off to Vegas to yeah. see rugby league, mm. that sort of stuff.
2: Yeah. Mm. And, and he could, at half-time, have some sort of rally. See, if you get his people there, yeah, his people they are. look, you know, you've only got to half close your eyes and it could be a rugby league crowd. <laughs>
0: Rugby League players. Now that coach is no longer calling, horse syndication is your gateway to a fortune of cup-winning success. Own part of a champion with the team from Rooting King Lodge. Speak with the syndication experts, Weed and Fractious Bruce Woodis, on the horse hotline at Bludging on the Blindside. See, have we got a, a, a... A film that we could send over to.
1: I mean, like uh, you know how um, I well, noticed. Elvis, there's...
2: Elvis. That's Baz Luhrmann's.
1: Yeah, no, I wasn't thinking that so much. But right. like, there's a, a a documentary about the Matildas. It's got well, and there was oh. a documentary about the. Cricket. Wasn't
2: there a, a rugby league film called The First Kangaroos? There I mean, was, I, I was Wayne, Wayne, Wayne Pierce was in it. He, he was. He, yeah, he now played the, Sandy well, Pierce. Unfortunately, he didn't have any lines, but he was in it. Now,
1: can I suggest that that's not quite what I'm thinking about? Right. A modern film, like The Dolphins, The Story of the Dolphins. I think that's oh. been on, The Saga of the Dolphins, is yeah. that what it's called, something yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. The, the Dawn of the Dolphins, thanks. The Dawn of the Dolphins.
2: Well, yeah. well that's a, a documentary series, it is, isn't
1: it? it People is. love it. Yeah, they do, of course they do. Mm. And they can see what they you know, what rugby league can offer. Yes. You know, this sort of incredible intense, you know, yeah. training.
2: And can you access that documentary in the States, HG?
1: What an excellent question. Yeah. I suspect you probably can if you know how to use VPNs, but that might be well wide of the mark. Right. But what I mean is we need to make something that's now, that's mm. happening, that's yeah. MAGA, mm. and off it goes. And mm. so and, and then buy time. That's the only way they understand it, things in America. Buying time buying on time. their networks. All right. You know. And mm. get some of the, our great people over there, like who you know, people who do the talking. I mean, I'm not sure if Gus Gould's been to America, but you know, that mm. somebody say, "Hello, everyone. My name's Gus Gould, and I represent Rugby League." Here is a great film. That sort of idea, sure. an introduction. Oh, Okay. Um, now this would take Max, some time Ma- to get. Ma- it.
2: Max is suggesting that the, the Rugby League would be better suited to Florida, maybe at Mar-a-Lago. Wow. I think we've been to Jacksonville,
1: Florida, in the yeah. uh, Battle of the Clubs. I think uh, so. Leeds Rhinos played South's Rabbits there some years ago. I think so. And they thought it was hopeless. Is oh. that is that my understanding? Oh, I don't know. But Florida's a weird place. It is. Anyway, mm. you know. Yeah. I it's know. just a weird place. It is. Now, just uh, coming back to home in rugby league, Peter Valandis got he had a busy week. Mm. Has confirmed the NRL is ready and willing to investigate a second team in Victoria to rival the Melbourne Storm. What? I know. They're, they're ready and willing to investigate. They haven't done anything about it, right. but they're ready and willing to investigate it.
2: What, ahead of a, a, a Papua New Guinea team? Or a Pacifica team, or a second
1: team in, say, oh, or oh. Abbott Adelaide with a the team. They've got right. a beautiful venue there. Well, they tried with the Rams, didn't they? And the Rampage. I still got all my Rampages. Now, with <laughs> Master with the master plan to expand the current 17 teams' NRL competition to 20 teams by 2032. All right.
2: All right, yeah. So there's a Pacifica team, a uh, New Guinea team. The Bears are back. The, the, the oh, I don't know if the Bears would fit in there, but the second Melbourne team. Could the Bears go to Melbourne? Well, that's no, not bad. The Melbourne Bears, it's got a ring to it.
1: Now, Volandis said the the code was 100% adding. Mm. Inclusion of a second team was up and coming expansion charter. The shock development will frustrate the Storm who have had little interest in competing against another rugby league team in an AFL market. You can see their point there. However, has pointed to several contributing factors as to why the game wants to investigate Victoria. Surprisingly, attacking the AFL in the heartland wasn't one of them. Volandes said the return in value from creating a new rivalry for the Storm, as shown by record TV ratings and crowds in Queensland, obviously with the arrival of the Dolphins. But you've got to remember the Dolphins have a lot of twang going with him. Mm. I mean Wayne Bennett. Yeah. For a start.
2: They well get, you can imagine a Las Vegas crowd switching on to Wayne Bennett pretty quickly, can't
1: you? You can. He's very Vegas. Very he? Vegas. Just the clothes yeah. alone.
2: <laughs> Indeed.
1: As uh you know, they're obviously the Dolphins. Now, he said there were a rising number of juniors in uh, Melbourne, Pacific Island community. Victoria's sport-loving culture and state-of-art stadiums and facilities lent towards investigating a second team. They're very well organised in that regard. Yep, yep. RL Commission will meet next week to determine a strategy. I'll be interested to hear what they think of. Sure. A Perth franchise, a second New Zealand team, a Pacific Islander team could come out. Papua New Guinea have all been mooted. The Bears, obviously, inclusion of a Pacifica team could rest on how much level of uh, funding the government is willing to invest. Storm Chairman Matt Tripp said he would
2: pose a Victorian team. Oh, dear. A
1: second Victorian team. Yeah, right.
2: Well, you'd need to build another stadium, wouldn't you, somewhere? I I suggested it would be a regional Victorian team, wouldn't it, around Ballarat, somewhere like that? That's an interesting idea, a fascinating
1: idea. I was going to say the other side go to Frankston. Oh, yeah. You know, down that way somewhere. Sure. I mean, they do have a very strong AFL thing there, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, a rugby league could be the sort of exotic, and, and it'd be up yours CBD
2: approach. Mm. I don't so, know. Someone suggesting the film Gallipoli with Mel Gibson might be of interest. Okay. So the
1: hook there is that rugby league's war. I guess so. Um. Could
2: we somehow? Was but st- did, wasn't the problem with Gallipoli in the United States in marketing it that nobody could say it or understand it? You'd Both. have to rename the film, wouldn't you? You'd have to rename it something like Desert Storm. Like, yes, yes. Desert Storm. Perfect. Hmm. Perfect. So if you. But, or East v West.
1: Yeah, East v West. Perfect. Or something along hmm. the lines of, you know, taking Savor. Saving Private Ryan, and yes. renaming it and running it out, no one would know the difference. Sure. But the, something with a rugby league feel. Mm. Uh, what would it be, 13 against 12 in the second half, sort of that idea. Sure. You know, yeah. see how you got on. Yeah. Because naming, marketing's everything, isn't
2: it, really? So, someone suggesting that, uh, would wondering if Gus would be understood by Americans. Well, he might have to do some elocution lessons, mightn't he, to adapt his style.
1: But in fairness to Gus, I don't think he's putting himself in the picture to go. No. No, I mean, we just... No, he hasn't. We just like him to go.
2: Has he been critical of the idea? I mean, he hasn't trodden on toes, has he? I haven't heard him talk about this at all. No. I
1: do get the idea, though, that uh, Gus is pretty strong on localism. He believes that the Penrith... uh, you know, say Parramatta model is the only future for rugby league is to get a lot of juniors together. Mm. I mean, and I mean, I've got to be honest, is always a team on the Gold Coast is a white flag, really, mm. because you know it's never going to work. Mm. And then you've got enormous trouble with some areas of Australia where people don't want to really live or don't want to stay. Yeah. So if they've got a juniors, a strong juniors thing, yes. then they can feed into the club and remain largely in the area they grew up in. That's right. But if you're going to move people around, there's not. Mm. Even the money in rugby league isn't as no, interesting not. as that. No, it's not all that.
2: Uh, I'm wondering, HG, if there if it be, would be useful uh, to have the Tomahawks involved. That's extremely
1: interesting idea. Mm. Extremely. In the old days, Big Bob Bruhl used to be the head he of the Tomahawks. He was, and he came to Australia <laughs> once when there's a rugby league cup here, he and did. He acquitted himself very well. Very well, and. Remember, of course, last week we discovered, or the week before, we discovered this Canadian rugby league going gangbusters. Yes, so much so that Wade Graham is going to go. That's right. There. That's right. So it's high quality teams. Yes. High quality competition. Yeah. Yeah. And if but you the could,
2: Tomahawks were the spearhead of American pulled. rugby league there for a while, weren't
1: they? They were. The Tomahawks would it, be great. Been a
2: little bit quiet of late, <laughs> I'd have to say. I've heard very few, very spare and sparse mm-hmm. rugby league tomahawk news. Of late. But then again, it's a long time since I Googled Tomahawk. American tomahawks. <laughs> Fair enough. That'll be your homework
1: for the week. Oh. Uh, look, it's a fascinating time we live in, isn't it? And mm. I just hope that the local competition—when well, I mean the local competition—the rugby league that we see each week—doesn't get forgotten in this. You know, I mean, it's all very well to have your gaze over there, but what about looking after your grassroots a bit? Well, that's right. And I'm not talking about pie warmers. No, and no, w no, 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 no. I'm no. talking about you're, you're talking about, look, how, how this teams. is
2: impacting on, say, Tim Sheens and Benji Marshall at Perfect.
1: the moment. Perfect. I couldn't have put it better. Are they, are, you now, know, if you said to me the You t-
2: t- look at their problems. Yeah.
1: And suddenly everyone's talking about, what, taking the game to Las Vegas? No, no. And they know that they're not going to be talked about. Well, the only thing is, why not turn your weakness to a strength? Yeah. The Tigers are going. The Tigers are going to Vegas. Right. The Tigers are going to be, you know, the number one forefront. Tigers, they know what they are. Yeah. Siegfried and Roy, they were Tiger people. They're, now, I know they're not there anymore and, no. you know, more a pity.
2: Sure. But, you know, they okay, were Tigers. market it that way. Tigers yeah. v. Bulldogs. A sort of bottom of the table God. blast off. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. God, if these are the worst teams, show me the best. <laughs>
1: Perfect. And they're on after the break. <laughs> and then, of course, Australian fireworks are the best in the world. We've got to get
2: faculty members. Oh, amendments. especially indoors. If we get it indoors, we're the indoor fireworks specialists.
1: <laughs> and, look, uh, obviously we could keep going on the, with these great ideas uh, for some time, but they'll all have to wait till next week when Bludging on the Blindside returns. Hope Andrew's in good voice after the eight hours. See you next week, Blindsiders. Bye now.